Welcome to the Pour Up Podcast. Pour Up Podcast. Pour Up Podcast. This is the Pour Up Podcast. Pour Up Podcast. This is the Pour Up Podcast. Pour Up Podcast. I am JM. I'm Steve Cash. And I'm Mike Lick. Like, listen, follow the vision. <laughs> Welcome to the Pour Up Podcast, episode 12, season 3. I am Mike Lake, and here with Steve and John Michael. Man, it sounded super Caucasian when you said my name. <laughs> I keep doing that, my bad. Uh, JM. Steve and John Michael. We're here with JM, man, my bad. Yeah, we're here again for uh, episode 12, like Mike said. And yeah, this is your boy Steve, and we have a special guest in here. I know, where's our air horns? Yeah, our man Chris Basio. What's going on, Is guys? that how you pronounce it? Chris Basio. Yeah, you got it right. Oh, good. Welcome, I was, brother. I, was a little, I felt shaky saying your last name. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I really, I really don't know how to say your last name correctly, or just yeah, what I thought. If, you, if you're Hispanic, you say Bocio, Bocio? but Basio works. Which one, you, which, one, which one you rather hear? Basio. Yeah? Wait, which one you going to say, Jam? Whatever one he says to say. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> he said if you're Hispanic, I'm just curious. Yeah. Oh, Basio. Right. 20 years of swag, y'all just witness. Stop the divorce rumors and mind your damn business. Rebirth for the click track. Ridiculous. What I charge for a feature? Man, that's expensive. Because y'all be doing features. I be doing features. So we were just rocking to the, uh, <laughs> to, to Will Smith. Surprisingly, yeah, I'm surprised at how good that shit actually was. To, today, do you want to hear a Will Smith album today? No. No. You want to hear one? Nah. Y'all saying y'all don't want to hear it, but every time he drop an album as whack or as corny as it could be, the shit goes like golden shit. That's what it used to do. When's the last yeah. time he dropped one? Yeah. I mean, you don't think he'll get it on streams now? It's a lot easier to go golden than it used to be. I personally, I wouldn't mind. If he dropped, I'm going to check it out. Would y'all, would, would y'all not even waste your time? I would give it a run. Chris, and you I said... Feel, I feel like... The, I feel like even before the last album, everything has been like it's been soundtracks to like movies. What? I'm not really sure about a Will Smith album. Like, if he had like a one minute clip in one of his YouTube videos, I'd listen to it. Yeah, because <laughs> like what we just heard was him just doing one track with one thing to say and like, oh, I just want to put this on a click check. He didn't develop like multiple verses or anything like that. He just did. Yeah, he was just fitting. It was just all the way straight through. Yeah, he basically did a little pump. It was like a. Less Except than a two-minute song. Fire. Yeah, like less than a two-minute song. Yeah. So I, I guess I guess you're right. It wasn't even full. But he's song. got a lot of shit going on. Like like you were saying in the, before we started the podcast, he's having kind of a renaissance of doing things as far as like YouTube channel, social media. His kids, he's helped his kids start start two businesses that they're they're running. When they sell um, water or something like that. Yeah, that that's actually super dope. Didn't like, didn't Willow just drop something too? Yeah, J- Willow yeah, just started just a, a company as well. Yeah. Also, um, uh, Jada and and Willow are on a Facebook show. So they, they, they're trying to get into this they're media thing. Lots. Man, it's, that's, that's crazy. Like, like they're like trying to take the crown back from the ball family? Don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't they got a, what's up with the oldest son? Don't got an old son that, like, doesn't get Nobody remembers that. Yeah, I think he went D1 in football. Like, he yeah, went yeah. to US, USC. He was a legit, like, him and John Elway's kid. He was a wide receiver or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think he went to USC. I don't think he made it pro or anything, but I think after that he went to, like, Continued college and like went on to have like a career. He's just not in like a He's not a show life. business kind of way. Which, how would y'all feel? Like, all right, let's say your pops was super, some famous super dude one night, and everyone else isn't doing movies. Like your siblings are doing movies or putting out albums or whatever the case is. Then it's just you. Would you want to just stay out of the spotlight and still just have all this bread, or would you want maybe a little bit of fame and try to do a little bit of? Well, something? I see. He has a. He looks like he's having a good time. Yeah. Being Will Smith's son and wealthy. Yeah, I mean that's a tough I'm, ass though, because I ain't famous and I would like to be. So, you know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't just chill in the back. Although I would be rich, it'd be kind of nice to be like, oh yeah, like we can't even name dude. Yeah, yeah I don't even. Like <laughs> but he, in his world, he probably feels famous because he's around everybody we. 
Yeah. You know, we spotted, yeah. you know, seeing stuff. So he probably, he's like, I've been there, done that. He feels like he's already famous. I think I would like, I probably would like to be in his shoes. Like, not not too well known. And just, I'm just there. Because honestly, if he walked through right now, you might even be Will Smith. Yeah, what's well, like, yeah. I don't know what he looked like anymore. True. So just to have a bread, like you say, you're around the people anyway. So it's like, you're already living that life. You're just not getting mobbed, which is the great part. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, you can he, go have a burger. I mean, and he doesn't. From what we've seen so far, I have like a lot of social media presence. The only thing I got from him when he was playing sports, and then after that, yeah. but um, you know, if he chooses to kind of like the middle ball brother, he's not like out there, out there. Like the only thing that's put him out there was the fact that he like stole something in China. But, but other than that, he was just kind of like aloof. He mm-hmm. was able to be in the ball family, make money, play basketball, get a D one scholarship. Whenever people were saying he wasn't that talented, yeah. and he's kind of just like, hey, if I can just ride the ride, I don't have to like necessarily be the conductor. I'm gonna do that. All right. It is kind of the best of both worlds. All right, so I guess that pretty much wraps up the Will Smith shit. Let's, I would like to want to get into some real shit, though. This Let's push your tea and drink shit. That shit was completely insane that Drake just came back with the diss immediately. And honestly, I gave, when I first heard it, I gave Pusha 24 hours to respond. That was my per- personal time clock. It's okay. been that, and I've heard nothing. And when Drake gets in album mode, like you said, last time we got a back-to-back out of it. Mm-hmm. I would love it for them to keep going back and forth, but what? Push, come on! I, I want, I want that disc record back. Yeah, Mike, you told me it was gonna happen quick. I, I, I do think it's gonna uh, be a, a quick back and forth. I'm surprised Push hasn't come back either. Maybe he on vacation or something. I, I, I can't explain why, but oh, you I, better, I, he, he, vacation not. I, if I was Push, if I couldn't get it in the booth, he would have got some bars like over fucking Snapchat or something. Not something, Snapchat, yeah. over um, um, just, Instagram or some shit. Yeah, Instagram absolutely. Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah because you know, like like you said, Drake did the back to back. If you don't respond. He's gonna, like, to quote someone who's gotten shamed for being, he's gonna do a curry. He's gonna shoulder shimmy in your face. He's gonna drop something else <laughs> because he kind of has that advantage where people consider him on top. And he, if you don't respond quick enough, he's gonna respond back to you. And then people are giving him the victory whether he really like deserved it or not. Because in Drake's shit, that first that first diss track that he dropped from me wasn't really that good. And no, then he dropped back to back, and everyone's charged? like, "Oh, he's charged, got him. Yeah, charged up." Yeah, I almost feel like that's his strategy though. Now, like mm-hmm. he's staying relevant after the first diss track, because then he drops a single. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he drops the next diss track tomorrow. Like, yeah, yeah. Two yeah. Piece. yeah. Uh, three pieces. Yeah, three pieces. Man, <laughs> I, I like, I like, I love that Drake is doing this shit, and I love that he's finally fighting back. Because honestly, Push been on his ass for years, and I, this is the first time that I'm aware of that, um, at least publicly and, and like straightforward, he went back at Push. He'll take little subs back and forth, whatnot. But nah, fuck that. You already know how I feel. You got beef with killing niggas. Say my name, it's, just like Cam say, and he just. He shot at him, boom, and we all know what it is. And now push, he started the shit. Now you gotta don't stop now, don't fall back. Just like Meek started the shit. You know what I'm saying? Isn't that something to be said about that though? Like I've been, I've been throwing punches at you for years, and you've just been taking them. I was smacking you every time I see you, and then you finally throw a punch back, and I lost the fight. Like yeah, I've been killing you for years. I mean, yeah, you lost because now it's engaged. But hasn't it been subliminal? Push it, push yeah. shit from push yeah, side. From See, push I'm coming from That's the same thing. I haven't ever heard people make it that big of a deal about the pusher thing. Yeah, I think like I, I didn't push it do a whole song though. It, one no, of, one of them was like a whole like attack on them, wasn't it? I, I told you guys I'm not deep into right, hip hop right, right. like that. 
I never knew that Pusha this Drake before. Yeah, Other this, than the this yeah, album, right? Before this album. Yeah, yeah, I didn't... I wasn't too fresh on it either as far as knowing yeah, that he had done... Pusha's been well... Not even just Drake, almost like that whole camp. Cash Money, oh, yeah, oh, baby, Chris, mostly. Yeah, like, it was like the whole camp and, um, and Lil Wayne shit, too, like back in the day. Long story short, I'll quickly brush over that real quick. Um, I don't remember what year it was, but um, remember when they started wearing Bape and all that stuff? Yeah. But, like, they pretty much put Bape on as far as we know, because mm-hmm. we wasn't known of it like that. And then Wayne started... Wearing Bape as well, and that's yeah. when the whole Mr. Me Too. Bape and Ape is what that Remember Me Too? The, his that's what that was? That yeah. was at them. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Yep. Yeah, you too. Okay, we get it. Yep. Yeah, you too. I know. I know. Yep. Yeah, you too. Okay, everybody meet Mr. Me Too. Throwing that flag up, running around, you hot shit. Taking half of everything you get. Yeah, them niggas ain't done for you. That shit was all for Wayne in that camp over there. What? The whole entire thing. So, um... We gotta do, like, a deep dive, like, on a separate yeah, thing. Yeah, because I don't want to get... We should do it, and then, we're like, we yeah. should literally, like... Because maybe a lot of people are in the exact know I don't think if you so. ain't on the blogs like and a, shit. Sounds like a YouTube video, you guys should Because even yeah. reaction videos on YouTube, they don't break it down like that. Yeah, yeah we'll, no, no, we'll, no. we'll get into it off to the side, but I want to ask y'all, from a business point of view, would it be smart for Pusha to put anything else out right now to distract from his, his seven album album? So my thing was I don't seven track album? I think that Drake kinda did a like Eminem like in eight Eminem's mile. eight mile. He kinda eight mile Pusha T where he kinda took away the things that he could respond with by literally going at every joke that's made at him and giving his counter to it. Like, okay, you want to make fun of me because someone wrote my lyrics. Okay, you want to make fun of me for this, this, and this. And he just kinda went down the line of all those things and made those jokes for them mm-hmm. and then responded to them. So if anything, I could think that he might be in a lose-lose situation where if he responds, what is what else is there for him to say? Um, anything. I mean, as far as this, maybe he knows. That's I mean, actually, there's a couple things he can say. I mean, things that literally happen to him, like Puff slapped the shit out of him. <laughs> um, he can, and so what? Because he called, because he addressed Quentin right for him. Yeah, I'm still going to bring that shit up again. You don't get to claim that shit. I'm going to talk about your pen game. Get, get Quentin on the track um, or something. Well, that that would. I don't think it would go that far. Quentin and Drake would have to have some real beef in order to get on the track. But as far as it's the pen thing, thing like, the Drake did put him in a position where if you diss me about the pen thing, you're dissing Kanye. Mm-hmm. That's your boy. Yeah. yeah. And it, yeah. I, I agree, but... Because they be pinning for Ye. Yeah. yeah. Well, hold on. How... Don't we kind of have... Doesn't this generation have a disadvantage as to knowing who wrote on what? Strictly because there are websites dedicated to figuring out who's featured on the song for what, what for what doing what. Like on the Charles Gambino song, within a day, everyone knew the three people that helped Charles Gambino write that song, and one of them was uh, uh, Young Thug helped Charles Gambino write "This Is America." Whereas the older generation didn't have the internet to cite that. everything that He's they actually did. Actually, on the song, so you think it's yeah. always been happening? Young Thug helped Charles Gambino write. the that song, This Is America. He's at the end doing that. I didn't know that. He's doing the humming at the end. Yeah, but That's he's cited on every verse, too, as like, uh, as like how like he helped crazy. write it. That's so, insane to me right That's now. why I said, like, I think that if you <laughs> listen, I think if you go back and listen to like a few of Thugga's songs, you'll realize that he's talking about, it's like one of the songs Thugga's talking about, like actual, like, what is the value of my life if I'm chasing money and money is something that is worthless? And I was like, why the hell is Young Thug talking about this? <laughs> well, and, I've been telling y'all Thug can spit. But so, like, I, 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 I think that, that I think that we're I think that we're at a disadvantage because, or this generation's rapper is at a disadvantage because you know everything about a song when it's released, as opposed to like not like two thousand forward. You definitely didn't have, the, and not as many people had at their hand the ability to rap genius every song and know who might have helped them. I fully agree that not as many people, because clearly the internet could reach more. But those writing credits are on on uh, the 
the album cover shit. If you wanted it to be. Because remember, Kanye's like yeah. first few albums, he didn't give anyone a feature on his songs. Despite like Rihanna and multiple artists being on those songs, he never gave him a feature or a shout out whatsoever. The reason though, but back to the um, dissing the yay part, if um, Push mentions quitting, pinning for Drake, which he did in that original track anyway, which made Drake respond. Um, it's not okay when you're a Drake being considered calling yourself the greatest ever and et cetera. Like if I found out that anybody wrote for Hove, dog, that my world would be it shattered, shattered like at all, too. at all, yeah. like ever, at no, all, no, no, anything. No, no, no. Good reason, like his, you can give me a hook, but you don't, you don't, his you, don't you can't write a sixteen. You yeah. can't give me a sixteen in, in, in hip hop. I'm with Because I, I did, want. Oh. Didn't Drake cover that though? Didn't he shut that whole argument down, saying it's not about my lyrics; it's about the whole package that I bring to the table. Drake he did, did. and that's all. And the disc. I think Drake did great, and I loved it. What Drake did, he even he made a great point. He said, um, he said how damn I'm gonna fuck it up. It was some somewhere around the part of like, uh, if someone's writing me all the hits and they need a hit, then who did I really like? Who really helped who, out? Who, who needed who? Like he yeah, said, yeah, Quentin was working at um Kro- Kroger's or Kroger's, whatever. That, yeah, doing double Kroger's. Yeah, Kroger's. yeah you know what I'm saying so he really did help dude out. So my question is, I'm gonna compare this to like a literary thing. So whenever so, like Obama has a novel written about him, nor, like or not no like Obama came out with a memoirs or a novel, he didn't write that himself. There's always an author that's cited, and basically Obama lives life with this person, does an interview, and basically talks to this person the whole time in interview form. That person then takes it and puts it together in a story. I think that's kind of what Drake's saying happened with Quentin. Is like Quentin had things he wanted to say, but he based them off of Drake's perspective, how Drake would say it in Drake's life, and then he like was like, "Oh, I check out this 16," and Drake was like, "Okay," and he could take that and then mess around with it a little bit, and then put it in a song, and then make it something. I don't think that means that someone just made a made a hit for him. You know, I'll, I'll you know that. y'all do know there's reference tracks out with him. Literally, yeah. he gave him the cadence, he gave him the bars. Drake. No, no, I understand that. What I'm saying is he couldn't have wrote that off of his own life experience. Mm-hmm. He's taking it off of what he observes Drake doing, the way Drake is, and then kind of going. I think you would say. I think he would say this like that. So I get it, but by being hip hop, nope. This is like baseball. This is like baseball. Nah. When they try to explain to you why they can hit a player at the mound and there's an unwritten baseball law, this is hip hop. Yeah, yeah and I know. Steve, just, Steve took the words out of my mouth, it, but man. to your literary comparison, if uh, take a, let's say, uh, Hemingway, mm-hmm. if we found out somebody else was writing for him, you can't be a literary great if somebody else wrote it for you. you found that out about Shakespeare. No, everyone's still citing him. How important is the whole writing lyrics thing in hip hop? That's an exception. Is it, I mean, to, <laughs> like, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but even watching movies, even watching like historically what hip hop was, didn't it start with the production with the DJs? Yeah. Wasn't that like the main thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then the, the lyricist was always kind of like the feature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So like, why is like why is it such a big deal now? Because it's, for me, I look at it, and we're, we're, words mean things. So when I go to craft something, and I and then I get an audience, now people are like championing me and damn near worshiping me for everything I'm writing. Maybe I'm touching their life in a certain way. So if I'm your, if I'm, if I have a, a huge fan, and for them to find out everything I said or the words I was writing didn't come from me, it was actually came from someone else. It's almost like. Almost like you get revealed, like they ripped down the damn. It's like finding out Santa Claus isn't real. Wizard of Oz stuff. Like, like, I, I get it, but like at the same time, look at the backwards look at it. So Young Thug, mm-hmm. people don't listen to him for his lyrics, even though you know you guys have said yeah, he, right, right, he's yeah. a lyricist. Mm-hmm. It's the sound, it's the music. If I'm it's not the, willing, the vibe. if I'm not willing to, if if you put together a package that I'm not, I'm not interested in listening to because you don't have the flow, because you don't have the, you don't have the entire package. What's the point of the lyrics if you're not getting an audience to listen to it? And and that does go to another point that we that made about, I, I Quint, about Quentin's reference tracks. When we heard them, we were like, "Yeah, we see why 
You gave it to somebody. You know what? Else. Uh, a good, a good, a good example. I'm not to that track. A good example is Party Next Door. Like yeah, everyone yeah. wants to cite Party Next Door and Drake from stealing from making. We listened to Party Next Door's album, yeah. and we said the whole thing would. Man, that'd be really good if Drake, if Drake did, did perform it. these yeah. songs. Yeah, because it would have been different. I get, but, this yeah, also brings wrong. back a. Oh, go ahead. With, as far as singing, if you you can, if I write you bar, uh, if I write you a record that I need you to sing, that's that's fine. It doesn't take away that I'm one of Drake's biggest fans, by the way. That I don't know if you know, Chris, but mm. everything he does sound. My ears love him sonically. Like mm. it just just like with Thugger. That's why people don't understand yeah. why I like Thug. Like sonically, he makes amazing. Exactly. Yeah, Steve's in the club, sure. twerking at the Drake. <laughs> so um but so my point of it is like drake it doesn't take away from his great talent he's an amazing talent but you can't be running around saying first name greatest last name ever you're i mean doll you kind of or you you got you got to argue i mean no no you could kind of argue i don't think at that point in the song or that point when that song came out you could but i think there's becoming an argument the man's like now. now he's not yeah. just he an absolutely is he's, and because of what he did with streaming and kind of how he taught people how to leverage the market mm-hmm. to do that drake is i don't know drake man. is great and even if drake came out and said i've never wrote a thing in my life this something else i'm still gonna listen to drake's music i will not stop listening to I, drake's music i guess the whole reason why i say it, I, I just feel like the way that he broke down why he he doesn't think the lyric thing is important isn't as important as everybody's making out to be it's just i feel like we got to break down what is hip-hop how important everything is mm-hmm. And then you can figure out who's the who's the greatest ever. But a, a lot of times we just kind of focus on the lyric, the lyricism. You got a and a lot of the lyrics, the best lyrics in the world, ain't got a hit. Mm. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Can I ask you a question? Mm. Sure. As a barber in the yeah. barber shop, who do people think is the greatest rapper alive? Uh, the greatest rapper alive in yeah. the barber shop. It's all over the place. It's definitely between all the popular people. Yeah, so Nas, Nas, Jay Z. Um, Tupac's Pop. never in the argument for Pop. some reason. Pac, he's, uh, he's never, yeah. the, he's never in the argument for some reason. People Pop. always, when I bring him oh, in, Drake. people think I'm crazy. Really? Yeah. Um, everybody wants to hear punchlines in the barbershop. Nobody yeah. cares about storytelling as much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So J so Cole's not high on that list. They, like Biggie's not mentioned. Damn. I think Pac's not, Pac's not mentioned. Pac's not mentioned. Maybe the, is, is that because of part of the country we're we're talking I don't about the like so, East Coast? Because most people that come to the shop for some reason like New Yorkers is 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 all East Coast people. Nobody's yeah. really from Tampa. I was about to tell you. That's why I was just other than Mike and Steve. I was just about to tell you that y'all the bar shops I've been to. I think two of them I've been to. Um, they they are they're more like up north based anyway up even north even north the cutters yeah, even, yeah, yeah. even y'all barbers like most barbershops are being are like that which Robbie, is weird to me I, I i you know what's 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 dope that i do be hearing is they always mention andre three stacks they always mention him which yeah. is dope he has had like he, he has had on. a great after like after outcast stopped yeah. because you didn't get much as much from him as we had while outcast was on mm-hmm. his career has become like one of those things where it's it's a privilege whenever he yeah. drops something yeah, yeah, yeah. and people appreciate the, the hell out of it. The, oh, so legend, the legend of Three Stacks. Yeah. I think it's birthday today. It's and like, I, and I, I think that's one of the reasons yeah. we don't get an album from him because people felt that way about Big Boy too. And I'm not saying Big Boy's album wasn't good. I'm just saying that once you got a full thing, you're like, oh man, that was really dope. I'm good now. Yeah. And like with if Three Stacks never releases a full length album, he'll continue to milk that feeling of we need something from him. So every feature people like ride with and he earns more money from the the last one that's mentioned the most in the shop too is Big Pun. Surprisingly, because he doesn't have as much, you know, body of work. Yeah, body yeah. of work. Mm-hmm. But he's always mentioned for something. ironic. All right. So how soon do y'all think before uh, push drop again? Honestly, I'll, if he don't drop body before next week with something, dog, then oh, y'all never answered my question. That, that 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 led me to the question that y'all skipped over. From a business point of view, is it even smart for him to dilute his own pool? Yes, yeah, content. Of seven, listen, what I'm seven pure songs. 
We all agree that the seven. Do, did y'all like the fact that it was seven? Oh, we songs? didn't talk about his album. Yeah, we used to talk about them. I know. We'll, let's, we'll let's get into it, but, right after this. but this brief question: Do y'all like that it was seven songs? Uh, yes, I do. I thought it was enough. So, given the purity and the potency of that seven, let's take like Chris's drink. It's just the drink is nothing in it, but maybe a little ice. Should we put Chaser in it? Like uh, adding a diss track while addressing Drake, I agree. It kind of dilutes that because those songs are out. You know what I mean? Like not that people are not gonna listen to them, but that is an album and he, it is out and, and it just came out. He probably has ten times the new listeners listen to the album right now. So you, that's yeah. his proof See, I, that who he is. I he agree, is. man. I I think that in this age in 2018, content is over everything. Content give people more content, give people more to look at, more to listen to, and if you can. Like hook it onto the heels of someone that's about to release an album too that is going to sell a bunch of records. If you can continue this, why not? Content is. I fully agree with you, Jim. Content is never enough. It's not enough. But wouldn't his the fact that he only released seven tracks show that he's he's not thinking what y'all are thinking? Because he gave us musical content though. Like he's gotta he's gotta raise his likability his likability if he wants to actually sell albums. Like, that's one thing Drake has. He has mm-hmm. a huge likability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think you do that, not just through content, through music content, but also, like... Presence. Be seen. Like, presence. Yeah, presence. Remind people who you are. Like, you don't have to remind people who you are through your music. Mm-hmm. You can also do it through, you know, being seen and, and your actions. Pusha T retweeted Drake's this. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. I saw that. Exactly. That's saw exactly that. what you yeah. were saying. Yeah. Exactly. That's perfect. So, yes, if I'm Pusha T, I'm going to write another record for you. Yes, I'm going to keep this moving. Even if, like you say, even if it's not just records, I'm going to retweet everything you do. You exactly. mentioned anything that got to do with you and I right now, I'm yeah. going to retweet it. I also got to um, salute Drake for the, um, I almost forgot, he, yeah. did, he had an amazing clap back when he actually sent the invoice. the invoice to them. Oh, for, for, oh my God. He did that last time when he sent the, actually sent the bottles to Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he sent the invoice. Drake, man. How, no, did you see a, why? Did you see yes, that? Yes, yes, yes. What's it for? revamping yeah. or, or yeah. revamping for your career, career revival? Yeah, that's what yeah, Drake, amazing. Drake is, Drake is funny, man. No, that's just amazing. I, imagine being in the studio when the idea popped up. Like, no, really, we should really send him one. Bro, they both won. Yo. Honestly, I think that... Like John he, Oliver. He moved too fast, he, he shouldn't turn down a single interview. Well said, bro. He should do all the interviews. That's just him, like, levitating the value of his, of infrared or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't think he should turn also, down any interviews and just, should just keep riding that wave. And I don't think he should be adding any music to it. So we Drake got is, two for no and two for yeah? Yes, I, I yeah. say yes. I think, I, I'm going to push it. I, I think so. And I also think Drake should do more of this. I, I honestly think Drake is hilarious when he does. Like, he's at his best. When he's coming at people like this, yeah, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I, I like Drake always, but um, I like him better now than if the if you diss me, you'll never hear a reply for it. Yeah, I like the Drake that's trying to fight Kendrick Perkins. Bring that Drake out. Yeah, yeah. I like this Drake. The NBA, the NBA told us that's chill. <laughs> Drake, you can come to the games, but you know what? I, I think that's funny. I think that's only because he's like an ambassador for the NBA. Because Jack Nicholson and. Uh, freaking Spike. Spike Lee been yelling at basketball players for like thirty <laughs> years, telling them what they can do with themselves. Yeah. <laughs> all um, right, so so let, all right, now I want to we can dissect that Pusha album. Now. Let's get into by, Daytona. Yeah, by only being seven records at first, I when I first heard it was only seven, I was upset because I'm a huge Push fan. I I love Push. Every time I listen to him, when I black out sometimes, I end up over a stove with baking soda and staying over water, and then I don't know, I I'm bagging up shit. Um, <laughs> Anyway, calls nigga Steve. He answers. He sleep drug dealing. <laughs> no, I don't, yeah, dog. Something happened. Like <laughs> hit him with a yuck. Dog, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get, definitely pull it off before the day is done. <laughs> but yeah, push it to me. He's my favorite drug rapper. He's my favorite drug dealer rapper. Just like I told y'all, um, 
Future is my future no, is my no. favorite edit. Oh, okay. I thought you say uh, <laughs> Trey Songs. No, nah, that's 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 singing. Future is my definitely my favorite um drug addict, and Pusha T is my favorite drug seller that who raps. Hey, right. Between him and Ross, they they got the best two of the best drug yeah. But I was upset it was only seven at first, but when I heard it, it was it was literally perfect. It was it was nicely packaged seven. It wasn't a trash seven because you give me seven records. If if one is trash, now nah, I can only rock with six. Yeah. Oh, don't and God forbid two are whack. And then you know what I'm saying. That's why I don't listen to albums that much anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just what the albums are just. So you're just a playlist I don't guy. Have to dig through the good content. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I know that if I just go on iTunes Music and look at hot music, I'll find. Oh, I see. I got. I got you. I see what you're saying. You know? So you're a playlist guy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm okay. Go dig so, so for me, I love that Pusher T. Only seven records. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I, I, and the, the few features he had, he had um, what was it? He, I know he had Kanye on. Who else he had? Uh, Ross. That's it. Yeah. Just those two? Mm-hmm. That Ross, that Ross one was dope. Yeah. Fire. I thought uh, white heart uh, was it uh, hard piano. Yeah. So I I like I liked it too. I actually didn't mind the seven tracks. I wanted to see why there were seven tracks, and I think that it was the perfect amount because there was no fluff. There was Feel no like, empty yeah. tracks. Like even with like like a Logic or like a J Cole or do one of the uh, worst is Jadenna. Like he had a fourteen track song but he had like two or three just like i'm gonna talk on a whole track and there's just gonna be ambient noise flowing through it and it's not really real i thought like seven he was like all right i'm gonna give you stuff in each seven songs mm-hmm. and tv shows do this all the time they have like 22 episodes yeah. and they really could have just done 10 yep. and you'd have been much happier because you wouldn't have model you wouldn't have had seven episodes of the walking dead people walking <laughs> through the woods doing nothing mike <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't write the show <laughs> I just, I just uh, my, my review on daytona quick review i i, I when I heard that there were seven songs, it was in the tweets that he released, and he explained why immediately, so I knew why, which was Ye decided that. And I trust Ye's ear. I don't trust a lot of what's in his head, but I trust his ear with music. Yeah. And I, I, I was like, this is unique, and I, apparently they're doing this with all the albums that Ye's producing. They're all seven songs? I think there's a scene a foot. Nas's album will also uh, be seven. Do you, but do you think that someone responding to, to culture at the same time and realizing, like, man, I know that this what used to be okay, but, like... People's attention spans are shorter. Like, I don't know, man. I think you so. see that with movies. Like movies aren't as long. Like thing. Like I think he's saying. Like I don't think you can keep people's attention for sixteen songs. It's it's hard these days because things come and go. Things literally come and go. Um, push album is going to come and go. Um, I, I personally am going to keep bumping it, but people don't hold on to it. I tell you what. Even Drake's latest single, the um, nice um, for what? Yes, I I feel the energy as fire as that is i feel the energy of that is dying down really you don't, don't you don't live it. in this house and I, listen to someone play it all the time <laughs> that's for what it's fine yeah, yeah hey he, he, Mike, Mike plays that song all the time it's fine i love it but i feel the, the i'm energy not ashamed <laughs> maybe that's because you know i heard about nice don't play what? the firehouse i have a client that's a meek mill like super fan like <laughs> like she paid for the backstage meet and greet with it was like twelve hundred dollars to meet with meek and meek mill and stuff damn and i found out about the song she texted me i hate this guy but I love this song. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that song was fire. Yeah, we we discovered it. Um, we were playing uh, Spotify, and when you stop playing a list, it just jumps into similar songs. Yeah, and we were all we had we were having guys night. All the homies here chilling, drinking, talking shit. And in the background, it was just something bumping. And I heard at the end when she just sings it. Yeah, and something made me go, damn, that's kind of fire. And then somebody who was talking to me was looking like, what? What's that? Turn it up. And then we caught the end of it, and everybody went, oh shit. <laughs> the day after Cardi dropped her album. And it was, yeah, oh yeah, he. <laughs> Yeah. And then cut the fuck out of her. Nah, she did well. 
she, she's still doing I, I don't think I don't think he held her back at all. Yeah, I think I'm not saying that he was blocking her, but I mean, damn. I mean, I don't know, but I will say this, and I think I'll be doing to put your tea. Other than I will also rate it. Honestly, I rated about a good twelve out of ten. Twelve out of ten. Twelve out of ten. I don't want to be done with it. Don't yeah. Don't 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 prisoner of a moment. I don't want to. I don't want to be done with it that fast because there's a lot to talk about here. In in that. We obviously like the album, so I want to ask y'all what y'all think of the production being all yay. I loved it, but yay is yay. Like, I mean, you're not gonna miss with with a yay. I mean, he, even though he might be a little crazy now, but we still know what he what he does. This is what yay do. Dig every, a little deeper for me. Tell me what you like every, about it. Every, the piano, like, the sample is like, crazy though. Like, yeah, man. Look at history of it. Mm-hmm. Every, all of them are crazy. But yeah, because so, yeah, and you can get a lot of arguments about that. Like, as far say, as like celebrity isolation, honestly, so we're only saying it's crazy because he's not. He his opinion isn't popular amongst us. Because honestly, because I voted for Trump and I'm a Trump supporter. I'm kidding, Chris. No wall. This is the first Trump. time he's backed <laughs> down on it. You just backed you down from Trump. Yeah, Duffel, Duffel. Um, yeah, if, if if we was for Trump and shit, Kanye on our side, and I was like, we're like, yeah, we'll we'll be champion. I should be like, yeah, he's he's onto something, but he's crazy because we disagree. No, he's crazy. He's crazy because he purposefully doesn't read the news, but comments on it. Like okay. that, like that. That's a system of like he's like blissfully ignorant in, the, I, in a I, world. I and, think also. Most crazy people don't know how to communicate with mm-hmm. people, too. Mm-hmm. And the way he goes about communicating with people, really, it's like hurtful mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So I think that also, and he doesn't understand it. He yeah. doesn't, that's just he, crazy. I, yeah, because there, there are people that I, that I, there are people that I'm on Facebook with all the time that I joke around with, talk shit mm-hmm. about, and we're different politically. And yeah. on my birthday, a few of them posted and was like, man, I'm just glad we can have a calm conversation about politics without you wanting to kill me. So I'm not mad at Kanye because, or I don't, I'm not upset with Kanye or think he's crazy because of what his political views. Yeah, I think Kanye is crazy because he had someone at that TMZ office look at him and give him an honest critique, mm-hmm. and he looked at him and said, "I'm sorry, I hurt you. Come here, give me a hug," and then dismissed that guy's opinion completely. Like everyone's like, "Oh, look, Kanye is brilliant." I was like, Kanye didn't apologize to him about saying something wrong, saying something offensive for saying the wrong thing about misunderstanding slavery. Kanye looked at him and said, "I'm sorry if I made you upset." That would be like you telling your girlfriend you cheated on her, and when she starts crying, be like, "Man, I'm really sorry you're crying." But, <laughs> like, what would but, be the but, other? Like, but I'll be back. But I'll be. But I'll be right back. Like so, it, he's. I feel like Kanye's like so what absent is, to other people. What does that leave you out with this production? So, so as I say, so you want to talk about the? I go dive deep into what? Like what you say about the, the, the specifics shit? of it. I mean, we're talking about we, there was there were samples in this shit. The mm-hmm. theme with, or not even say theme, but they named it Daytona because he felt like King pushed it and represented. it. But we, it felt like drug, like '80s kind of vibey. Yeah, y'all didn't catch but, those vibes. I feel like Kanye, only definitely. Kanye could have produced this. I'll tell you what, I feel like only Kanye, Kanye is the only about. rapper that can bring that feeling into today as smoothly as anyone but else. But that's does. what's great. That's what's great about Kanye that he takes the artist and produces it to t- to that. To t- taste. He tailors yeah, it like yeah, a suit. Yeah. He, that, yeah. Where, you know what I'm saying? Where the I feel Brad like everybody Stevens else kind of just hops on producing. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kanye is like, this is who you are. This is what I think is going to work the best. Yeah. Absolutely. Even Absolutely. even Push said uh, that he he kind of a couple of his producers that that had already produced this album, mm. he said they might feel a kind of way. He's like, yeah, but they kind of understand that when Ye came in, was like, I think I could do this better. Let me let me get my hands on it, and then Ye went into his mode yeah, of yeah. production mode that we came out with these seven songs. And even me and Steve was talking about it. That transition from track mm-hmm. six to seven 
Steve? Yeah, yeah, I'm listening. That transition from track six to seven, the way he the, the ended the sample with the ah ah, and then they went straight into infrared. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just the little nuances and things that Ye does, like I said earlier. So I don't like what he got in his head, but that man's ear is next level. Do you think that is an argument for so a lot of times so what we heard with a couple of people that re- released an album recently, we thought that they tried to sound like today when they weren't necessarily that. Do you know what I mean? I, I do know what you yeah. mean. Yeah, and so like they'll try to they sound... Try to the they, they try to update the flow to yeah. sound like what they hope the kids are listening to. And I think what Kanye would do more than anyone, because I think Kanye has kind of a 360 view on music, mm-hmm. he realizes that actually what's more in right now is retro yeah. and being what you used to be. So he like would be able to look at that and go, nah, you want to tailor your sound towards you yeah. because people want to hear you. Don't try to fit in with what they like and, because that'll make them not like you because it's not genuine. And Push even said it once again. He said, uh, essentially, this ain't for them. This ain't for the masses. It's for people who fuck with me. Mm-hmm. Y'all want to hear my flow? Y'all want to hear me come to me for that? So the combination of Push with his raps and Ye with the production gave us a full Push vibe, which got Steve over here thinking thinking about his career choices yeah we, we we talked about the production with the whole seven songs thing mm-hmm. and i think that works for pusha i hope kanye don't do it with, with himself i really like life of pablo i really liked that entire point. album yeah i think that he has more to talk about than than pusha t as far as everything that's going on the craziness going on is, and, and i don't want him to kind of just bottle into seven mm-hmm. songs just because yeah you know just I mean? because he's just keeping with the theme. Yeah, yeah. he's keeping with the theme. Yeah. I only thing I didn't like about Life of Pablo is that he would edit it. Like, like it, 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 yeah. he kept changing. I'd be like, damn it, I didn't save that version. <laughs> like, <laughs> just different. don't do that, Kanye. Yeah. Do as many songs as you want. Just don't change them. Well, Push, I don't want, um, I don't, Push has, he's never changed. He's always been the, a drug talking ass nigga. And I, I want, I don't want Push to grow up. I don't I'm, want him to I'm not do what he's doing. Push is the only, one of very few, or maybe the only artist I can think of right now. I never want to see him, hear him change. I want every single record to be about drug dealing. Push does it far too well to, to switch up. He oh. does it so well. And don't, I know, I know, I also I do know it's not good for the community and all that other shit. But fuck all that. Push it. Push it <laughs> for the kids. Push it for the kids. I don't think it's good for him to be honest. It, it, it may, maybe and maybe not because honestly, has he lost with it yet? Yeah. How? He's of course he's not relevant. He's died. No, he's not relevant. Maybe mainstream far, but Hov also doesn't have anything. Ain't that what, ain't, I, Talk I about get, it. I get I get what you want, but at the same time, I also feel like this whole this whole thing is to try to get him relevant again. Mm. And it's not going to work if you're still talking about the same dealing content? drugs and you're 42 years old. 41 years and we old. all know that's not his I'm life. I'm not trying to hear that. No, I get day. you. I know that's not his life anymore. Clearly, it's not his life anymore. But he's like, the, what is he, the president of um, yeah, uh, good, good music. So so as far as him being relevant, I know he's, he's getting paid from other artists doing things or whatnot. Sure. I understand there's, that there may not be any... I don't know what would be a growth for him. I mean, if he completely stopped talking about drugs and start talking about more... Well, he's talked about it slightly in the album. He talks about he's a businessman now. Mm-hmm. He's been He's done business moves and stuff like... like Jay Z did it. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. went from the whole drug dealing thing talking about business and stuff. Hove is like, different. That, but everyone can't be a Hove. Everyone's not going to make it like that. I mean, Hove. I'm not talking about making it like Hove. I'm talking about the the topics that he's talking about. I, at the same time, Pusha T has done things a lot of people. Everyone that listens to him hasn't done. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like he can talk about other things as well, especially if he wants to stay relevant. If he wants to revive his career, like it seems like he wants to do. Yeah. I'm, 
I'd be I interested to see where it goes. I got a problem that he did only they dropped three years ago though. That like I, he dropped in 2015 was his last project. And he he explained of, why though. He was kind of delving into some politics with Hillary, trying to get um, what he said um, the shit meat working on. Oh, that case. Uh, not just the case, but uh, drug jail reform, mm-hmm. something, oh, uh, yeah, some sentence reform. Yeah. He was working on that with Hillary, hoping that's that Hillary what... would win and he would be in a position to to facilitate that. And then he said that led after she took the L, that led into him doing some other things, being the president of Good Music. Kind of basically, he was distracted. It's like so, even though he may not be relevant on mainstream with me, honestly, not one record on his album is a is for the radio. Nothing yeah. can be played on the radio. So maybe he just even played, the, even the first one. Um, Maybe, but do we, do we, you want to hear that even? I don't know if any of the I seven can. I, f- I feel like the first I, one I feel is like, catchy. I feel like maybe not like AM, FM radio, but on Hip Hop Nation, XM. Oh, like XM, like that, XM, yeah. Syria, Syria, it'll be on there Absolutely. for sure. I can it'll, see it. it'll be, it'll I be can get, I can see it getting a lot of streams, the mm-hmm. first one. It's definitely on my Spotify. Yeah. Oh, I'm not letting that go. Like, <laughs> I, I, I live far too Heavy rotate. But also, I'm speaking from a standpoint. I'm a Pusha T stand. Like, when Push talk, I'm listening. It's like that for me. Push is really, he just raps so vividly. When I rap genius, the things he speaks about, it's insane to me that he will put, make these comparisons. Like, yeah, like what is your brain like? Why'd you do that? It's crazy to me. Yeah. But Qu- quickly, I want to, what are some of the moments that stood out to you on the album? Um, I'll let y'all go and I'll get mine off, I guess. Any, um, any moment, I know one of the lines we texted about. The, the bodybuilding yeah. steroid, yeah. like, um, yeah, the chicken line. Yeah, that was fire. You had any jam? The dude, the whole Chris. Rick Ross song. Mm. Well, heart, heart, the, heart the, yeah, was tough. That was that. I hope is on the radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, even though it might, <laughs> I just hope that's on the radio. That because I'd like to hear that come on randomly at five thirty when I'm driving home from work. Mm. Okay, made me want to run someone off the road. I li- I listened to Drake's disc before I listened to the album. Okay, and um, I thought it was a total like, like he just. I thought Drake obliterated him until I listened to Infrared, and I'm like, yo, Infrared was mm. fire. That was fire. Mm-hmm. And he didn't just talk about Drake. He talked about Baby a lot as of well. He yeah. also talked about Baby, yeah. Like, it was fire. Baby so, and, and a little bit Wayne indirectly saying he uh, you know, did Baby. And that's that's why I think he's at a disadvantage <laughs> at this point because everybody's already, like, people are hearing Drake's diss and then going back. Mm-hmm. Ah, you're kind of at a disadvantage at that point. Because you your mind's made up. And, that, and that's fine if people do that because honestly, I. No attack on you, but mm. the real hip hop heads know mm. that means we. That, Drake's gonna have his his fans that's gonna be like, oh, push laws because Drake yeah, said yeah. so. But yeah. niggas who know, yeah, we we there's a lot more rapping to do. So push, oh, yeah. gotta come back. P- no, push, I, be- I don't see to. how he does not. And uh, my moment before we before we take this break, um, the, the Kanye West feature, the Meek joint. First of all, brilliant shit. What would Meek do? Yeah, the way they did that, the way they led into each other's verse, like. What are you doing, niggas talking on the side? Whatever the, the bar is that mm-hmm. they say. And the way Ye came in on that shit was just poop, scoop, whoopie whoop. Like <laughs> addressing all the bullshit from his bullshit. Ye killed it. Pusha killed it. That song, I wish he talked about it at the Breakfast Club, I believe. Um, I wish he was able to get Meek actually on that song. Let me ask you guys. You just talked about how Meek was working with Hillary. Yeah. And then you got Kanye working with Trump. Trump. <laughs> What's well, going on there? Meek wasn't working hmm. with Hillary. Pusha was. Pusher yeah, was. I'm sorry, Pusha yeah, yeah. was. And then you got Kanye working. Like, what so, is going on there? That is kind of weird. It's weird. That is weird when I, you look at it I, like I, that. That is kind of weird. I think on, like, the, the, the Democratic side, I think that... Well, actually, you know what? Actually, on both sides, because you just mentioned Kanye with Trump, both people are trying to influence their community. And I think hip-hop is starting to understand the weight of their presence and their social media presence and what they can do. And meeting with those type of political figures, I think that they can throw weight like because because kanye met with him 
to talk about Chicago, right? He said that. He said he met with him to talk about Chicago. And so I would think that, you know, I would imagine this happens all the time. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just weird because I feel like every rapper that doesn't like Trump has completely, like, they don't mess with Kanye no more. And then you got... You got uh, push, push the T, who's like behind the scenes of Hillary. You know, yeah. he's made, the, maybe he knows something we don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's always things. I, honestly, we don't know if, if you think from position of power, and this will be very short, if I'm trying to win and y'all both running on different platforms, mm. if I can partner with him and he partner with you and we business partners, mm. we we in both parties' pocket. I have to. I do have to say before we get out of here, it scares the shit out of me that either one of them can get in the room with the president of the United States. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, that should not happen. <laughs> quick, quick. Push I believe Hillary caught something from Push though. To be honest, I, I, I she got. Yeah, she did have that illness. She popped right back up. Yeah, she got exactly. sick for a little bit. Exactly. She got lift, second win. Wow. Yeah. Pushed <laughs> You got it in. I, I was gonna call you out for not getting it in. Steve got it in. Uh, before we take this break, I want to hear y'all rating. Steve already gave it a twelve out of ten. Twelve Chris, out of ten. I won't listen to it again. Probably. Okay. I'm gonna give it a <laughs> damn out of ten. Okay, that's a high listen for not. Right, I'll, I'll give I'll give it a, a seven nine. E four. Let's go. Push seven albums Daytona. Yeah. Get it, Steve. <laughs> All right, it's the poor podcast. We'll be right back. Back from this break and all that, niggas unpiss our bladders empty. Um, yeah, so we got Chris in the building. CB, not Chris Brown, not the bitch beater. Whoa. But, but young CB. Do people call you CB? Nah, everybody calls me Basio. Oh, they call you Basio? Basio. 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 You got a hard yeah, last name. Just my last name. That's what they call me. Nope, you Chris to me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Chris, so you are damn near mogul, man. You like... I just said you're a legend on multiple on multiple um levels. Levels. I was gonna say it. <laughs> I'm just, I've been throwing you assists for years. <laughs> Thank you. Your mom's too big. Oh, um, oh. Um, <laughs> no, but really I just said you're a legend and a mogul. That was a good one. Um, what is it that you do for people that don't um that don't know you? How would um, you what you what would you call yourself? Bro, I'm just I'm just super I'm just super involved in the barber industry and mm-hmm. you know. In every every level and every in every vertical within the industry, I just try to be involved and I try to maximize my my opportunities. Okay, um, and you own quite a few barbershops. Yeah, so we're at seven barbershops. Um, on a product Game line. Game seven now. Seven now, yeah. Shit. On a product line, um, in the barbering industry, that's you know it's being distributed in different all kinds of different countries and stuff. Um, I'm also an educator. That's one of my biggest platforms now, within YouTube and and traveling the world, educating barbers. And you just got back from where? I just got back. Where's the last spot I was at? Oh, I was in I was in Portland and I was in California. I went to uh, San Jose and Concord, California. What other what's what's the last country you was at? Um, the last country I was in Canada. I went to Vancouver. I mean, I've been to I go to I literally have gone to sixty different cities in the last like four months. That's insane, okay. man. Yeah. And so you said that you, your barbershop, you have seven of them. What are the names of the the barbershop? Headlines Barbershops, and and we go by different areas. So we got Carrollwood. We have we, we we just opened up Brandon. We have um. We have uh, New Tampa, Lando Lakes. Okay. We got a bunch of locations. And so you have headlines, and then you said you have a brand that circulated and sold uh, Barber sure. Brand. What is the name Two, of the? Two Forty Five. Two Forty Five, and yeah. it's it gels, pomades. Yeah, so it's um scissors. It's a, right poems. now, we're, we're kind of like we're like on the uh, forefront of products. We're not really rocking with what's old. So like hair gel and and pomades. We're more so on like the clays, the waxes, the fiber okay. paste. Kind of like Baxter. And, I'm sorry. Like Baxter, California. I know that that's kinda, like yeah, a big plate. Like like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of like Baxter. Yeah. 
because there's different stuff like that. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Uh, did you you make that on your own? Did one of your like business um, partners so come up with that? Funny story. Um, we actually manufactured the shave gel mm-hmm. on our own. That was my first product. That's the product you had gave me. Yeah, that was the first product we came up with. How long ago did he give that? Did you give that to him. Word. Uh-huh. What did I give that to you? Like, I, yeah, I, I had Driz when he gave it to me. Yeah. And I put it in my head and now I'm bald for life. Because <laughs> that's what I was saying. I was like, maybe he saw the future. He's like, you're going to need this. I don't know if I need this. Nah, no, you need aside, this shaving it, cream. It was, it was very, no, I was, I was bald. And I asked him, I was like, can I, is it just for you? Because first off, it was like a little tiny sample. Mm-hmm. And I just wasn't sure if it was just maybe for your face or just. And I remember you was like, you could put it all over your body. We was talking about, uh, to our girls about the shit. He was like, just, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Steve's been <laughs> tweeting ever since. You should have brought bottles for the homies, man. Like, I like, should've, like, should've, like, should've, like I'll be honest with you, man. Like, I'm not known for being a salesman. Like, I don't, I don't, like, I don't promote my product a lot unless it's like, you know what I'm saying? Ask for. Uh, my, my product sells organically. Thank you for being here. I think it's so yeah. dope. First of all, though, every time I'm in your shop and like, not for me, obviously I'm bald and shit. Yeah. But um, whenever no, I take man, my boy, yeah. whenever I yeah. take my boy to the, to the shop, dog, and they use your product. I just think it's dope when I see a logo. I be like, damn, that's Chris shit. That's that's fire. That's what's no, up. It, yeah. it is. The it product is, is Tomb Forty Five, right? Tomb Forty Five. It's like the school, huh? Academy Online. Same yeah. name. Uh, yeah. Okay. Tomb Forty Five yeah. Academy. Yeah. Yeah, that dude. That's actually pretty interesting as far as making the clays and stuff like that. Because you're making that on your own. That's not an easy process to do by yourself. No, I mean, my cousin made his own pomade for a while. He's using like beeswax to the point yeah. where now he's a bee farmer. But it's, yeah. that's super weird shit. So I don't want to yeah, get into that. You, it gets but to that level. You got to, 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 to have to know how to make that shit. It's not easy, you know. No. It's it's a funny story, man. I actually I googled and YouTube how to make it. Okay. Like that's how I started it. What made all right? So what made you want to even get your own product in the first place? Well, I have my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel. Um, I have. Close to two hundred thousand subscribers now, um, and that's Play, that's what, what is it? How, how do they find you? Um, Chris Basio, just look me up. My last name's B, as in boy O S S I O. Um, you can just look up Basio to pop up. Um, I started that after I had opened up. I think we had like three shops already. You know, I was busy behind the chair, mm-hmm. already super busy, and all I was doing was really just putting a camera in front of what I was already doing, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize how many people saw value in that how many not just barbers but like people at home everyday people you know yeah. everyday people people aspiring to become a barber or people who just want to find their next look you know what i'm saying so my channel blew up quickly mm-hmm. and um i got into the product the product line because i was going to barber expos and hair shows and stuff and there was some terrible education going on i just wanted to be a you part felt, of that you just you just felt like it was terrible it was not nah, i know it was terrible like people were telling people how to get out of the industry instead of showing them how to be successful in the industry you know what I'm saying? That was the education for barbers. Get out to do what? Get out of the industry. Do this, other things. Do real estate. Do this. Oh, do they that. were. That's what the. So that's what they were why? teaching for, for barbers because barber barbering is not respected. Like people don't know. I got barbers that make two, three thousand dollars a week. Mm-hmm. A week. I believe it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. And and most people think that barbers ain't ain't really making that type of bread. You know what I mean? That's crazy. But like I know barbers that are charging 150 dollars a haircut. What? Guys, Ooh. yeah. Hundred dollars a haircut. Eighty dollars a haircut. I, I mean, bro, I've been to I've been to barbershops all over the world and bro, in Russia, the average the average haircut and beard is fifty dollars. Wow. You know what the average income is? Eight hundred dollars a month. And fifty of that going to the it's going look. to the cut because they value the cut so no. much more. See, that's some, like here, Gucci belts is a is a it's a high level. Shit it's with it's high level. That's that status, right? Yeah. Like over there is haircuts. Is how dope is your haircut? 
Dude, it was different. Damn, that so place, if you bald over there, then you you got no man. If you bald over there, you got the freshest beard ever. Or what the freshest mustache. Steve Harvey out there. Steve Harvey with the beards and shit? Yeah. That's crazy. What? No, I know what? prostitutes that don't even go that crazy with the head prices. But I'm, yeah, I'm, nah, I'm just I'm, I'm like that's what, what it is. Man. Nah, think yeah, about it. Think that, about it. That's kind of like the dapper thing. Like the dapper thing became really huge, so people started caring about their haircuts, their beards, how they dress, how they yeah. That's why I was reading an article the other day while they laugh at Steve talking about his yeah. prostitutes. I'm listening. Habit. I, I get his yeah, thing yeah. with the prostitutes. But you got to think about it too. There's also high-end prostitutes that charge three, four stacks for that thing. So, so you teach them how to be high-end. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's tell, yeah, he's telling if you, you which... If you yeah. pay 150 she probably ain't He's telling you which back page page to click on. <laughs> You're on the wrong one. That's yeah. a whole, that's I give a whole new meaning. Like, I give a whole new meaning <laughs> to headlines. No. Okay. So what I wanted to say was with with that whole thing becoming a craze... How like and like fat like fashion? I was told that the two most important relationships you have as a man are with your barber and with your tailor. Yeah, and that that becoming so important to like young young people these days. How why is social media or how is social media become so big? My my barber tender's got a freaking Instagram. He got like eleven thousand followers. Why it's, is that so it's, big? It's giving us a platform to show what barbering is really really is to show the 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 behind the scenes stuff. Like people, people like you didn't know that barbers are charging one hundred fifty dollars for a haircut. Not, you know I mean? not barbers. Mm-hmm. Are, there's bar, like a house call. I'm not. I'm not taking less than two fifty for a house call. For a house call, not like so, and and honestly, there's barbers that are taking no less than five hundred, a thousand. So Chris, so if I hit you up personally, I can, I'm, I'm. Well, I'm not it. doing it because I don't really cut hair no more. Really hoping my barber doesn't hear so this. So I haven't do house calls every once in a while. Don't share this to him. Free for you. For you, it yeah. won't, I will have to pay you, though. I won't be but I'll just like, it. like it's, that. Do bring up an interesting. Now nah, you charge them niggas. Though. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get our. We're gonna get our money. Why, why are we talking about the whole you money money aspect of this thing? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it's a supply and demand thing because you said in Russia it's in high demand. So the, yeah, so you could charge high for your supply, essentially for your service. Service yeah. demand. Um, on your one of your videos, I saw you answering questions. And you a- answer, uh, or not even answer. You showed a, a somebody's uh, prices in Canada, and he was like, "Yeah, you could charge more in Canada." How do you determine as a barber what that is? Like it in, wasn't in Tampa, in Canada, like what, what's it that was number? That shop specifically. Oh, okay. That shop when you walked in, I mean, you had a cafe, you had coffee, you had high end products. It was just nice. It had the whole Peaky Blinders, um, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying? like that vibe. It was just nice as hell. When you walk in there, you expect to spend more money. Just like you can't compare the clothes in Walmart to the clo- to the clothes when you go to Fifth Ave, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like you can't compare. When you walk into Fifth Ave, you expect to spend more money. You know what I'm saying? That's, that so it's is, the in total package like we were talking about it's earlier. It's the total package. And nine times out of ten, the barber that's charging $100 for a haircut, he probably don't cut better hair than I do. Oh, right? Yeah. But it's not just that. He got a he got a million dollar barbershop. Stun him. He's <laughs> <Stun him. laughs> charging that. Yeah. Stun him, sis. You got to pay for that. Uh, <laughs> you got to pay for that extra shit. I remember the, my first time coming to your spot. And y'all stop now. And I, I would like to know why, if you can speak about it. Y'all used to give like free beer. Yeah, we, we tried to make a market in a place that it wasn't possible, right? So, like, our barbershop in that location, uh, we were giving out complimentary beer. And that shit was fire. I was that's, like, that damn, dope. that's yeah. crazy. Like, dope. I don't even I'll get drink my beer like that, but that's dope. My kid. Like, I'll give- it's dope, but the problem was that we put it in Carrollwood. And yeah. in Carrollwood, you got a lot of old heads. You yeah. got a lot of people who, like, we had. We used to have a mannequin, one of those automatic yeah, mannequins I that would hold the sign. We got complaints that it was, that it was um, insulting to women. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how it is. That's the type there. of shit you have to deal with when, when, when you start to make certain things. Why my, is, my why is that insulting that for a while. to... I don't understand how that would be insulting to women. I don't know. It was a female I, mannequin? It was no, a okay. mannequin. 
It was, a, it it was a, mannequin, a female mannequin wig. holding a sign like this. A, a representation, representative of a woman, though. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. That's super wild. So they, they, like, that's the type of people that kind of lived in that area. So like, they didn't feel like it was, it was, um, like it, people would be a little embarrassed to drink during the day. Oh no, it's not the right time. Yeah. Like man, what if I would have pulled up in that side with that? Give me three or no? What I do? Yeah, I, I definitely got money. <laughs> you know yeah. Even but like only one. Literally, the kegs would go bad by the, before, and I'm talking about we went from half kegs to, set up to one eighth kegs to one sixteenth kegs, and they would still go back, and nobody would drink them. Yeah, yeah see, my my barbershop did that over um oh, the old barbershop that I used to go to that was over on for Waters. Um, the barber lounge, and mm. they did the whole. That's my guy giving too. out beer. Uh, Drew? Drew, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's who come. I went to him and Kevo, yeah. but um, they they used to do that too. They used to give out drinks and like, hey, you want a drink or you want a shot, you want a beer yeah. and stuff like that. And then slowly they were just like, no, nah, no one's really either using it Nobody or people that do. It. You're like, y'all, hey, you should y'all set up here. Y'all set up in yeah. Soho though, huh? Yeah, it'll work here. It'll work in Soho. Put, hey, put, yeah, put it next to a college. Yeah, the one I go to now is off Seventh, and they're in a bar. Like they're in the back of the Lions Den, so it works out for them. Because if you ever have a wait or anything, people can go chill at that bar. The problem with like Soho or here or Channel Side is I won't be able to put. 10, 12 barbers in there. No. You, oh, no. Yeah, my you know dye shop only has two. Yeah. So. That's where my money's at. It's yeah. the, like, it's real estate. Rinse, I got to yeah. put barbers in there. Don't give them all, the, don't give them all the secrets. <laughs> That's crazy to me. You say you don't need to cut hair no more. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. I, I know you got to... Well, I, I do. I, I cut one day a week if I can. You only cut you, you cut your uh, kid's hair? Uh, he doesn't want a haircut, but I will if he wants one. No, I think that's dope. First though, like just imagine always being fresh because your pops cut hair and your pops my, is nice with it. My yeah. dad, uh, my dad used to cut hair, but he wasn't nice with it. My, my, my but dating a girl that works at your favorite store, discount. He don't see that. He wants to grow his his hair. He he likes the whole. Curl oh, but you give him designs and stuff, no? <laughs> uh, like like when he asked for it, but like bro, like he literally is growing out his hair. He doesn't want a haircut. Can you tell me what it's, exactly what's the taper? Like like, like let me, when people be like, let me get taper taper fade. Uh, tape, is that the first half of a tapered fade? So the, the, the word taper is literally from shorter to longer. But people have used it. It's, here's the thing with barbers, and here's a th- here's the reason why most barbers are like kind of like it's just like a hustle to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're not educated, and because most barbers aren't educated, they don't use the words properly. Mm-hmm. So a taper is from shorter to longer. That's all it means. That could be here. You that do could that? be here. That with could hair? be anywhere. That's a faith. You know why? Because right? every time I say it, like. They, I, I don't know the proper term. Sure. Like, I, it's like barber to barber. Every time I'm like, I don't think that's them. for you either, though. Yeah. I'm talking about get my kid haircut. Oh, okay. I'm not talking about me. <laughs> Yo, listen, if you're listening and you're not a barber and Put you want on. a haircut, just show them a picture. Yeah. That was going to ask about social media. So does that help people like Steve, like educate themselves to sure. a, so do, you, do people come in with a higher expectation of a haircut of what they expect to get? Um, because yeah, of social so media and be able to see people get dope here's the haircuts. thing with barbering right now it's so cool to be a barber I got 12 year olds 13 year olds messaging me telling me that they dream of being a barber never been that's never been real until like the last three years I dream of being a customer to himself <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I, with, I lost that dream long ago I know that's what I'm saying <laughs> so, so with that being said I mean I already lost my train of thought no mm-hmm. but the what question was you, so social media has that made people yeah, care more the about their guys but, so, but, so but expect we, more out of the barber like I expect you to so know what you're influence, doing there's, there's Instagram barbers that are editing their pictures hmm. photoshopping their pictures the, making hmm. it something impossible to do so when somebody comes in with a picture I gotta be like listen I could do that haircut on you it ain't gonna look like that though that's okay. photoshop <laughs> the way your head shape it ain't yeah. gonna look like okay. <laughs> your okay. hair texture so you're not talking about like when they put like the paint and stuff like that you're talking about actually like I'm making talking certain... about actual photoshop making the fade look more faded yeah I'm talking about uh, not just that but the lineup they're yeah. actually oh they lining the lineup yeah, they, they look like Ezekiel Elliott where their right. hairlines on their eyebrows yeah they, they actually <laughs> I can't make your head smaller sir <laughs> 
Um, has anyone ever tried to ask for something that they could not get? Meaning, like oh, they didn't have enough hair. So you, it's like, and so do you have to tell people, like, look, bro, you you balding in the back. You look like Ginobili. We could have a TV show in my barbershop, bro. Huh? A t- straight up a TV show do, in my barbershop. Can we do our do podcast out of your barbershop? <laughs> do, do no, you get, we can't. Like, LeBron will sue us. Like, oh, word. <laughs> like, have you ever got an, Have you ever had an altercation because someone didn't <laughs> like this shit? Uh, no altercation for like their haircut but altercations because of like topics brought up like you can't talk politics in the shop you can't talk religion in the shop people really like I, I guess I you know what I mean like that. no people can't handle it I but what if I do that for my day job what if I'm one of those people with the big we, signs we like have that you're a slut and have no problem I can't but come you and get a cut remember in my shop thousands of people come in every single week so mm-hmm. it could be any and everybody you're gonna have a crazy dude that walks in and low key you don't know that he's like Literally staying up all night just on in forums and stuff like he's crazy Truly. About it. Yeah. and so like that's a person that you can just tick off and in the shop he gets crazy and you got you gotta be like do you have any <laughs> do, you, do you have any pet peeves like like a, have you ever had to turn down a haircut yeah like, so my head was so fucked up that you're not even gonna um like put your never on this never shit, or, never for that has someone requested something you're like I'm not gonna cut no, that I mean, on you because like, it'll make like, me look bad if you walk around nah, with a haircut I'll still, I'll still do it I'll just do it in the best way that'll fit fit okay. him the biggest issue is more so professionalism on the client side because they don't respect barbers bro like what do you mean, it, what, do you mean by what I mean by that is you expect to show up 20 minutes late and us take you still oh I got you you know what I'm saying I, yeah I can you, you don't that. expect that in a doctor's office but you expect it in a shop and I'm not comparing myself my credit to card. a doctor but what I'm saying is like if I got 20 haircuts I don't know Chris you might have brought a couple of niggas in life uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you might be. I'm gonna tell you right now. I know barbers making doctor money. I'm gonna tell you that right yeah. now. Do I went 100. I went to. I went to my first like actual barbershop. Got my first barber haircut when I was like 22, and I had been just getting like when it was at a certain length. I took it down to a one, then I let it grow, and then I did it. First time, it changed my life. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> you didn't know your hair. Yeah, could do I didn't. That. I didn't know my hair. <laughs> I, didn't know I, hair I was gonna ask you about that. So, I, do you have posted rules that you can't talk politics or religion, or do y'all no, kind of just I, chill no, people not, out? Not at all. But the, the moment you start seeing somebody get uncomfortable, then you then you gotta stop because at the same time, I don't want altercations in my shop. Of course not. Of course not. No, no, no. That becomes yeah. a community. Like that becomes a. It's the community hub. The that people people know hub. that. They're, yeah, they're like, dude, that's, that's where that guy got shot. And it don't just spread that. Then it goes to the next, it travels to the next shop, yeah. and that shop spreads it out more. Then it goes to the next shop, yeah. that shop spreads it you out more. You heard headlines over there. Wow. So I'm not saying it's, we can't talk about it because, yeah. of course, we talk about it. But at the same time, you got to be, you got to gauge it a little you bit. You got to be aware of your people, the people Absolutely. in the conversation do or nearby. Barber, what's, what's, the, what's the barber etiquette as far as like tips? Because let's say if you charge 20 to 25 do do barbers expect to get a tip after that? So majority of barbers expect it. I teach not to expect it. I teach to charge what you expect. Mm. If you if you expect any more, then that's your fault. You should be charging more. Okay. Right? Um so for me I average forty five dollars a cut. That's my average. Damn, when that went up. It's gone up. You, you haven't come to me in three you years. That's for beer. That's for damn Steve. That was the connect, man. But also, people, you gotta I understand. There. I got my ball. From what I saw, when I what I've seen in bartending, like it used to be like I'll line your beard up and cut your hair for twenty bucks, and then people start coming with like the craziest like requests. They'll expect you to do a like a lot for just that twenty. So I would imagine that's that's my that's smart. I gotta make a dollar. That's smart. If I make a dollar a minute, then. Beard only. You feel like you lose beard it. only. I'm still in 45 or what's up? No, you you have 15 because it only takes me 15 minutes. Okay, to so you, beard. you generally keep that as a, I'm to keep a dollar, that a dollar a minute. minute. Okay, I like, I like absolutely. It. Charge for your time, right? Like okay. you get paid for your time. You get paid hourly. Yeah, you got, yeah. Oh, so yeah, yeah. same thing for a barber, right? Dog, yeah. that's what's up. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. All right, so 
I don't think you answer my question unless I miss it, which I don't think I did. Mm-hmm. You come across a head that you're not going to fuck with because either they have maybe lice, or they have like head sores. They, or oh, that's different. Yeah, like so. I, what I got from your question, I thought you were talking about like they just got a fucked up head. Nah, nah. nah like, like, <laughs> like the kid from the head. Goonies. I got, yeah, no, automatically you gotta. <laughs> so this is what I do. So I don't embarrass nobody. Yeah. I just kind of I call them to the side or I call them outside or you know what I'm saying like I'll tell them hey I'm go, I'm going outside can you meet me outside real quick and I let them know hey your kids your kids got lice I cannot finish his haircut I know his haircut is fin- halfway finished but by law. I cannot finish this. Oh, that's a law. It's a law. Hell yeah, it's a law. Uh, it's a that's health crazy. hazard. I, yeah, know, yeah. I know it's a health hazard, but I didn't know like. Bro, do you know barbers go to school longer than than RNs, than than police officers, I, I it, yeah. than firefighters? Oh, there's a bunch of single mothers in South Tampa that argue with you. What's the length of time? I said there's a bunch of single mothers in South Tampa that argue with him. I didn't know that. For the yeah, RN degree, school, yeah. it's and it's all it's like ninety percent sanitation and law. That's that's what it is. Wow. Well, what's the length of time? Did you say? I'm sorry. In school. It's uh in Florida it's twelve hundred hours. Okay. Mm. Yeah, for police it's seven seventy. Think about that forty hours a week. That's a long. That's yeah. a long time if it's a full. Yeah, time. y'all actually have like inspectors that's, and stuff like that that come and check all yeah, the time, we right? Inspectors we had a, yeah, at my barber shop. We had a guy that got was his license wasn't uh, renewed on yeah. time, and she came in and threw him out. Like they were th- to find the shop. I mean, and stuff it, like that. it's no joke. It's pretty Listen, rigorous as far as the checkup. You can spread HIV in a barbershop if you, yeah. if you, if you cut somebody cut, yeah. and you don't even have to like do it like that it could be a pimple that you might pop you, pop. you know what I'm saying that's that's something that you can spread you mm-hmm. know what I mean like, I never even thought about that that's, yeah that's it's wild. it's it's real serious so if you don't see a barber cleaning their stuff man like they don't clean respect you just like in that blue liquid it, the blue liquid the spray the, what's the, the name of it by the brush, so it? there's barbicide there's cool care cool like care is disinfectant mm-hmm. and there's um, ship and shape for the brushes damn boy but Mike you said what? so barber school is longer than, than, than cop school yeah, yeah. Some yeah. Of that. 500 hours by a lot by yeah. a lot you, can, tell, like you can actually tell though because you know barbers haven't killed as many people okay, and check this out cops don't, Florida, when to, cops don't even know when to pull tasers but sure. y'all know when to pull a taper in Florida in Florida bro in Florida I'm in Florida go why you gotta say something funny? <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not funny. I'm I try, I try my best. Uh, yeah, that's, that's just funny. That's but just like funny. in Florida, Florida's Both the most lenient. Florida's 1,200, but sta- most states are 1,500, and there's some that are like 2,500. Wow, man. It's like, like five times. Uh, Seven, 770, and I could carry a gun. You got to put in 1,200 to carry yeah. the T-liner. Well, barbers have killed people, right? That whole HIV thing. Oh, the okay, whole, I see what you're saying. I mean... I yeah. know you guys saw that that video where the dude had a keloid this big on the side of his I head. I never From heard of Barbara killing somebody. Like get infected, like skin get infected or something skin like got that. Got infected. He had a keloid this see, big on the side of his head. See, that's why, dude, man, I, I worry about, about that shit all the time. Just because, like, you know, everyone does straight razor. I watch that when I wherever the barber's doing it. Like he pulls a straight razor. I want to see if he. Gets rid of the razor or think, play the, think about how, much, how many HIV cases there is from people. There's people who are straight who don't do drugs that get HIV. Don't yeah. know how they got it. I've never now, considered only, this only as a possibility. I'm literally Bro, dumbfounded bar, right now. Listen, a barber has to renew their HIV certificate every year. That's how serious it is. We got it. Like that's how serious. So we gotta put in new twelve hundred hours. No, so we have to take. So on top of the twelve hundred hours. In order to take our state board wow. exam, so after the twelve hundred hours, you're not done. It's almost like a lawyer after school; he's not done. He's got to go take the bar. Mm. We have to go take the state board exam. If we fail it, we don't get our license. We have to pass it. Even on top of that, we have to take an HIV course. It's a, uh, I believe, I forget how many hours it is, but it's like a four-hour HIV course, and you have to do that course 
every single year. And you pass it every year? Yeah, you got yeah, the HIV course. Like, what's the what's your highest test? What, what's the lowest you can get to still pass? So can, can you I pass the HIV with sixty percent, Chris? No, I think you got to answer all of them right. I, I thought it was positive or negative. It's like it's only like ten <clears throat> questions. You got to do the hours, and then the the test at the end is only like ten yeah. questions. Because I because I heard Magic failed his test by three points. I I failed my state board exam by one point. The That's first crazy. Time. That's yeah. crazy. You was almost magic. Almost. Yeah. Magic yeah. nuts. Yeah. You was almost so, magic. So, Chris, being, all right, now that I know that you can um, cut certain, by law, you can't cut certain hairs. Yeah. What got you, what even made you want to be a barber? Like, when would you, like, what, like, for instance, like, when, you, when we were a kid and you was like, damn, I, nah, I, I never got a fresh haircut. I was Your hairline's not wavy. Nah. Like, what? I was, I was always an entrepreneur, number one. I was selling tall tees when tall tees were hot. Like, that was my yeah. business. Yeah. The big ass um, tees? But I, I played basketball. That was my dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You was definitely and, a baller. Uh, yeah, so I played one year of college ball, D2 school. Um, I literally only played my senior year in high school. And I got eligible. Keep studying on them. Go ahead. The second half of the season. <laughs> the second half of the season, I got eligible because I had a 1.7 GPA. Yeah. And I got it up to a 2.3. And I had D1 offers. They just all dropped me because of my grades. Mm -hmm. At the very end, I got that D2 offer. I ended up going for half academic and half Half athletic, how they weird that sounds. Split, and split scholarships. They never would have did you like that. <laughs> yeah. They did you dirty. So, so they, figured out, they figured it out, but this was during the recession. This was 2008. Mm -hmm. My parents lost their business. You know, I was broke as hell. That's rough And for me. when you're playing ball, like, that's it. You got ball and you got school. And so I didn't have time to have a job or anything like that, so I was broke. But I had a college teammate that was cutting hair in his dorm. And he was nice, because like, he had family that was barbers. And he was making money. And I got homesick, so I wanted to transfer. I had to sit out a year. So I figured, if I'm going to sit out a year, I'm going to go to barber school in between. Were you in Tampa? I was in Tampa when I came back. Okay. I was going to go to ACC. So I, I, had, I had to sit out. So I went to um, barber school. I got it. I, you know what I'm saying? I got in. And um, I ended up, that's, all I, that's, that's what I left with. So that's how you, so you that's got how I became in. a barber. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. My when, teammate motivated me to do it. Do you still cool with him now? I haven't talked to him since. No. So in a sense, you owe everything to him. Where can he find you to see you? Nah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he gave, he gave you Steve over here starting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> idea ain't nothing if you don't do that. Yeah, that's the yeah. intellectual so, property. So that's what a damn eventually dream. led you into the YouTube situation? Because you have you're doing amazing on YouTube. Sure, sure. You say you have um, how many? I'm at 190 thousand right now. Do you check numbers wow. often? No, I only found that out recently. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what? The day it happened. So what got, what made you like just what made you be like I'm gonna start putting this on YouTube? Cause you told me a while back. You, I'm sure you remember. You like I, you told me I should start YouTube. Yeah. I didn't listen to you. I tell everybody that. <laughs> I told you guys that today. We coming for we you. The show. We coming for you. So so what's maybe start YouTube is um. I wish I did listen to you, but my business my business partners were telling me to do it. Okay. We had, we had three locations. Um, I was busy as hell in the shop. I was making great money. Like, I had no reason to want to do anything else. I was already doing it. I, I was investing in real estate. Like, I was doing good. And um, they told me, nah, you got to start a YouTube channel. Like, you have a gift. You should share it. So, I didn't listen to him for two years. And I had bought my wife a camera for Christmas. Yeah. She never used that thing. It was collecting dust. And one day, Noah, I'm at, I'm at her parents' house. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know what? It's It was on Christmas Day, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I pulled up the camera, I recorded it, and I put it on YouTube. And it blew up right away. That video like that video hit like 50,000 views in like a couple months. I was like, oh, really? Damn. there's something here. Or so just you doing that? 
Yes, yeah. So then I dropped another one and it did great. And then I dropped another one and it did great. From there on, when I saw like the comments and people DMing me and people messaging me like how how much it was helping them, I'm like, yo, like that's it. I'm yeah. all in. Can I be honest, man? Because you don't know. That's the word, like worrisome thing. Like say your barber moves or say you move or something like that. Go into another barber. You worry about the consistency in the cut. So if there's someone that's good at it, showing other people how to be good, I'd hope they'd have a following. Because I tell you what, man. Everybody's got a bad, bad haircut story. Yeah, that's that's it why ended Steve's life. That's why this barber could charge one fifty because there's people who who live lives where they're constantly in. They need that in look. Front they need of that. everyone. It's a part of the image. Like that's their image. Yeah, that's an investment for them. A business and honestly, it's a write off to yeah. them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like they gonna, they're gonna spend the money to guarantee that haircut. Uh-huh. They're not gonna play no games. Yeah. Before we started to record, you was talking about like real beef like in barbershop i had no idea there was like barber beef oh absolutely like like yeah. there's podcast beef, beef. there's barbers yeah. there's barbers that beef with with uh with producers and rappers and stuff because you got to remember barbers cut their hair mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like there's barbers who like and it becomes a big thing like there's a there's an interview with this produce or this record label guy who um signed Nicki minaj you guys remember that yeah we yeah we were yo we're, i destroyed yeah, that man oh, you, wait, you say you destroyed him? I destroyed that man, yo. So check like, this out. As far as what? Put, put a song. So I'm gonna tell you guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you guys about this. So um, one of my boys. So one of my boys who's a barber cuts his hair, and he was charging. He was giving him a deal. He was, he was only charging wait, him hundred dollars. He cuts the hair of the person that does Nicki's and of the guy who signed Nicki Minaj originally. I got you right from um, dudes based out of Miami. Okay. So I didn't know who he was. I just saw a dude that was dogging one of my boys for charging him hundred bucks for a house call at two a.m. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm charging more than that hundred. And the reason why he was charging him more f- was because it used to be him, and then he'd bring him like Fabulous and somebody else or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he was giving uh, a deal to like multiple artists. It wasn't just one, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, so he's thinking to himself, I'm gonna be out there for an hour and a half. I'm gonna make you know five hundred dollars. I'm I'm with it, right? But now this guy wants him to just come to him and, and still give him the hundred dollar deal at two a.m. So my man's like, listen, bro, I'm still going to break you down with a deal. It's going to be 150 To me, I would never do that. I would never touch that. At 2 a.m., no. But he was one to break him, break him that favor. So the, the dude decides to do an Instagram story or an Instagram post oh, shit. just talking shit and tagged him and all that. Like, what, what's wrong with these barbers, blah, blah, blah. So somebody tagged me to say I would cut his hair. I'm like, fuck, no, I ain't cut his hair. <laughs> crazy shit. I made a YouTube video that same night talking about the situation. Bro, this man had like a thousand comments from barbers just saying, yo, lighten his ass up. Yo, yeah. I thought you had, what? Like, you complained about $100 and you're supposed to be this big deal. Like, yeah. yo, it was literally going in. So then he started doing live streams to, to, to address to address the, it. Yo, it was, oh, it was hilarious. That's crazy. That's, it was hilarious. Barbers. Hey, do you, as a barber, do you have a barber? Nah, nah. I go, I, bro, I got 65 barbers. <laughs> yeah. you know what, I'm like, what happens if they mess up your haircut? It doesn't matter. I'm not, look at my hair right now. I don't. I don't care about my hair, man. Like, yeah. To me, like it's care about it. Curly flow. Everybody can't. Everybody can't be so blessed. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> for me, for me, it's, we struggle out here. It's. It's. I don't want to sit in a chair. I don't have to. Like I don't have time for it. Yeah. Because I'm a businessman before I'm a barber. If you you don't know this because it's a podcast, but he's actually running in place right now while filming the podcast. <laughs> 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 Cardio is eight. Man, Chris, that's dope, man. And I, I, I never sit down. I'm inspired by your story. I've never been one to be a barber, so not like the barber aspect, but the fact that I consider you a hustler. I mean, mm-hmm. as long as I know you, I don't even know when I even met you years mm-hmm. and shit ago. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I met no. you when you were bigger. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. You just 
Because I like my soundtrack. Jim, whenever I get have a sentimental moment, Jim always has a soundtrack for it. <laughs> now, I just think that shit's just stupid dope, man. You told me you would give me the um, Die Legend hat. I got you, I got you. The thing is, we're sold out. But I got you. I got that's you. That's your brand? Today? Yeah, yeah, it's sold out right now. <laughs> no, no. You got me today? Not today. It's sold out right now. Oh, when, when do you get them back? We'll get a shipment, so. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Same, you told me the same and, thing and last time. You have the same look on your face. Give you them the dilation hats so, <laughs> so, so they can hide their bummy ass haircuts. Give them the, the, Bro, the hats. That, that's another thing. I don't know any other barber that's on tour. Mm. And dog, but you on tour? I'm on Like, I go to two cities every week. Mm-hmm. And I've done it for like the last six months. And, the, and I don't know. I don't know any Instagram barbers who have... There's Instagram barbers that have over a million followers. Mm-hmm. They can't do what I'm doing. Because I built that depth. I have I have that relationship with people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. A good report with them. Talk, yeah, talk yeah. to them. And, and you're educating. really influencing you're, people. You're not so, doing it for yourself. You're doing it to also like better the industry as a whole. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, like, I had a YouTube channel a year and a half before I dropped my product line. And it was literally a request from my, which is, which from is, my subscribers. Which is, again, Toom 345. All right, cool. So, How, all right, if I wanted to just, can I order your um, product online? You got a website? Yeah, two forty five dot com. Yeah, I try. I try at the clay stuff. Yeah, yeah. You, I, you guys shouldn't order from there. I, I gotcha. Nah, they gonna order. Appreciate <laughs> it. Appreciate yeah. it. I want to. I want to get it real quick into the beer talk. Yeah, Steve, we'll be back. Um, these hair products work on the beards, or is it a separate line, or like what are we doing with that? Um, yeah, so the only thing I got for beers is shape gel. Okay. That's, that's, and the razor, the straight razor. Okay. But it, like I'm I actually said, running like, out of them. I, I need some of them, so I'm going to holler it, at you. Sure, sure. I mean, they're, they're, they're geared towards barbers, but at the same time, like that's why we, get, we came out with our, our other, like our styling products, because barbers need to sell products. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of focus on teaching barbers how to make money outside other than of this Suavecito. Kind of like, <laughs> barbers always talk about how to make money... Um, Outside of being behind the chair, and it's, it's real simple. Sell product. Yeah. Okay. Like, That's what I was saying. Other, you know I mean? Most barbers sell like Suavecito at like every yeah, barber sure, sure. barbershop. They'll sell have Suavecito. that. Sell 245, but yeah. Yeah, no, no. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying they need to have something. They need to have something else. <laughs> most most time you just see that and you feel like that's the only pomade that's available Bro, or the only thing that's available. Most barbers ain't business savvy. They don't understand. Like, that's how you make money in your seat. That's how you make money without trading time for it. You got to have a product or you got to have passive income. You got to have residual income. Because then you're a brand ambassador or something like that. You can network through the product. Absolutely. Because how's your world, man? How many brothers? You got brothers and sisters? I got two brothers, two sisters. Where you you at in the rank? I'm the youngest. Okay. Uh, Yeah. The reason I ask that because I've always respected your, well, once again, your your hustle. You just seem on. So I didn't know what brought this out of you. It was my father. Like, I got a brother that's in prison for 20, the next 25 years. Okay. I got a brother who did, like, they. my brothers were not in my life because they're, like, 10 years older than me. They mm-hmm. were in prison, in jail, in juvie. I never really saw them. Um, my dad I barely saw either, but... They're not, they're not fucking up haircuts in jail, are they? They don't do haircuts, no. All right, so, so, actually, the one, the, my second oldest, my second youngest brother, he's actually, he's a millionaire now, like... He can't. He got out of prison and he started putting in work. So now he owns I know, a company. I haven't seen my brother in so long. How is he? I need to hit him up. <laughs> <laughs> now, but he Y'all it's crazy now. because people people think that you know what I'm saying there there isn't opportunities for you once you get out of prison. But he found a way. What he did was he started a company that installed um, the fire extinguisher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He got a deal with Amazon. Mm. He got a deal with the um, public education um, system in in Atlanta. Making shit. millions of dollars now doing that. You were mentioning your pops. How's, how's your pops? Yeah, so, so my that? pops, um, you know, he wasn't in my life. We we butt heads all the time. He wasn't wasn't in my life like that. But I always always knew, like I always saw him working. Mm-hmm. 
know what I'm saying? He was never home, but he was always working. Mm -hmm. And when he was home, he was probably sleeping because he was so tired from work. Mm. And one thing I could never, I could, I could never say about him is he didn't provide. Mm -hmm. He always provided. So like that was just that's what he gave me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I didn't see anything like I thought that was normal. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when I raise my children, I, I want to be more involved with my kids. But I don't want them to know anything different. I want them to think that's normal. I want my daughter to think that a man working hard and providing is normal. I want my son to see, you know what I'm saying, that his dad is involved in his life, that his dad is working hard all the time and treats his mother like a queen mm -hmm. because I want them to make to, to feel like that's normal. You know what I'm saying? Dog, Absolutely. That's what's up, man. That's dope, man. <laughs> yes. You taught yes. us a lot here today, educator. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Y'all at two forty-five. Yeah, give us a shout out. What's the uh, what's the how can people find you on YouTube? Is there a specific channel name or yeah, is it just, just Chris Basio? Just Bacio? my name, Chris Basio. The website's two forty-five.com. If you want to learn how to be a barber, two forty-five academy.com. Oh shit, you got an academy to teach? Yeah, I got an online academy as well. That's honestly that's that's like been my biggest thing. Like the product line has been the biggest as far as money making. Mm -hmm. Um. The the barbershops has just been nice assets to have on the side, but education is what fulfills me, man. It's what it's what changes lives. So. That's also a residual thing. If you can continue to educate, it, it builds sure, up the industry. I mean, people Teach pay for the academy, but people also pay four hundred fifty dollars for the class. Yeah. Mm. So like, oh, and and you know, I, I haven't told you guys this, but like, it's not just it's in this thesis. country. I've been my first class I ever taught was in Romania. Mm. After that was Russia. Did you mm. go there though? Huh? Was just online. Did you go to no? Romania? Like I'm talking about in person. Oh shit! So you like there. so I have my online academy, which is a monthly subscription. Mm -hmm. But I also have where I go and I teach you hands on, and that's four fifty a person, and we we sell those out two two times a week. You found a market, boy. That's... You know what I'm saying? And it's and then when I go out of the country, I charge a flat fee because they want to bring in a lot of people. And I give them a discount because it's another country. They don't mm -hmm. make the type of money we make. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But either way, at I still make money, but at the same time, I'm able to see other cultures. I've been to China. I've been to Amsterdam. I've been to Romania, to Russia, all over Canada. Mm -hmm. Like it's been, it's been a blessing. I didn't know it was coming, and it just came out of just my focus was helping people. What coarse hair do you rather cut more than the other? Um, what oh. coarse hair? Yep. The worst hair to cut is Asian hair. You being Hispanic has nothing to do with you being nice with a razor or a blade. Nah. Okay, just checking. I mean, the reason why being Hispanic makes you a nice barber is because... You like your eyebrows done. <laughs> no. Okay, sorry. Put it this way. Put it this way. In in Hispanic countries, you have black and white people. Mm -hmm. So, so like, for example, African Americans, mm -hmm. black Americans, they think that they're the only black people. Nah, we not. You know what I'm saying? Like, as far as... But when you go to Puerto Rico, there's black and white. When you go to Colombia, there's black and white people. There's racism within those yeah, countries. But the but the black or caste system. I'm I'm sorry. Or caste system and those like people in like, yeah, like there's Bro, a in, set like in Dominican Republic. You've seen Dominicans who look black mm -hmm. and ones who look white. In Cuba, the same thing. We have to know how to cut every texture of hair. Mm -hmm. Where black people, when you go to a black shop, they just cut black people. Mm -hmm. You go to a white shop here in the States, you mm -hmm. just cut white people. Yeah. Hispanics have to cut everything no matter what country they're in. Yeah, I've, I've always gone to Hispanic barbers just strictly because I have the curly hair. So that's just... Yeah. I mean, there are people that people that aren't used to cur cutting curly hair, I'll yeah, get, end up getting jacked up. Yeah. They fear it. And that's why I've been, I've been I've blown up so, so quickly with my YouTube channel because I can cut everything. Because in the Hispanic culture, you have everything. Mm -hmm. You don't have a choice.
Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you because I think we're wrapping up here. Yet, die a legend. Is that a brand? Is that you're saying? What is that's that? the slogan? We got people with it tatted on them. You know what I'm saying? Like we got people who tatted this. We got people who tatted two forty five on their head. Dog, they got you got. T- yeah, t- someone t- who's tatted two forty five on their head. You guys don't understand how deep the culture is, man. Y'all don't understand, like it's real. It's real. Like, like, like guys, as far as like barbering or your brand right of what you're, what Bro, y'all do. I went to the beach. I went to the beach in St. Pete Beach. I walked up to somebody who had my hat on. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I thought he knew who I was. He didn't. <laughs> like the brand. Mm. That's a tough yeah, brand though. Die like, That's how it is, bro. It like, reminded me immediately of that. Uh, I still been trying to get the half like. You're welcome. Months. What do you mean? <laughs> Put your hat. Uh, the, so like, like, the Chris look, Nolan quote. This is quote. a recent one. Look at my man. That's tatted. Oh, real. He got a tattoo. That's over tatted the, on the his hand. That's dope. That's I'm gonna dope. show you one where he tatted it on his head, bro. Like, yes. Yeah, is it just because he likes the product so much? This is my actual razor. The exact design, and there's my logo. Dog, that's crazy and that's tough as fuck. That's yeah. on his head, with, with bro. The, with the with the with the razor too. Bro, that's crazy. Is, is that because of is that like your style of haircutting? Damn. Is that because he likes your style of haircutting, or is it because of the product, bro. or is it's it because no. he learned? He maybe went to your class or learned how to technique from you. Super no, it's just a lot of dudes that don't plan on being barbers. They have no idea they want. They literally came to my channel just to find out how, how they want their next haircut. And then they see that that is deeper than that. Mm-hmm. And then they see like the opportunities that are there. Like, like for people who came from nothing, guys. Before barbering, I was at Arby's. Mm-hmm. I dropped out of college. I went to Arby's. I was going to barber school. I was broke as shit. Mm-hmm. Like you knew me when I was broke as shit. When I was living with yeah, Frank. you you look you look dog. You was broke as bum dog. You smell bad like oh, my nigga. <laughs> Bro, I was literally living I was with to... Frank, the fish guy. Yeah, I was living with him. Hey, I used to put no, no, no shame on, on Frank. I hate that I called him the fish guy. I could not remember his name in there. I, I used to put applications on the step, hoping you would pick one. Aqua, up. Aquaman, Aquaman. We'll call Frank Aquaman, Aquaman now. Yeah, no, but you you see, that's why you're like yeah, you that's why you've been you look horrible. You've been shocked. <laughs> like, yeah, I was, I was like, but damn. like. It shows people that that like there's opportunity here, and nobody nobody cares about your record. Nobody cares about your skin color. In this industry, you have you have unlimited autonomy. You have autonomy. It's wide open. Providing that service. It's not like literally. There's millionaires in this industry. Like it's insane how much money you can make even behind the chair, bro. Like some of my barbers, I look at like, do you manscape people? What does that mean? Like we do shave, full body haircuts. Do you shave men's pubis hair if they want to line up? So nice. if somebody asked me that, I would probably slap them. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't Steve being slapped. There would be no issues because I own the place. I've been told you to duff them. I told you to do it earlier. You should have just got it out of the way. I think on, I think on that I think on that we can. I'm out here. I'm done. I think we, we, we can wrap hey, it up. Jam, we, we, what we do? We like to listen. Like, listen, follow the vision. Give a shout out to your social medias again. Chris, yeah, man, Chris Basio. Look, look up Chris Basio on any social media platform. I'm on there. Let's and don't it. ask him for a man's name right. or else. Yeah, so <laughs> so check out Chris Basio's Instagram and YouTube channel. Subscribe and like. And then check out both the Nightcap podcast and this podcast. Like, listen, follow the vision. Appreciate mm-hmm. you, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me.